Hey everybody, it's Phil Goth here again with the God Watch Podcast. Uh, first, before we get started in the show, I would like to thank you guys for your listenership. It's been wonderful over the last couple months. Uh, we have really seen some growth in in the show. It's nearly doubled in, in that two months. So keep sharing the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, I hope that we're doing something that's positive and something that is uh, interesting to you. And this week's show is definitely one I think that is worth sharing. It's a wonderful story. It's a woman named Bailey Ireland. She's a young woman who is really destined for great things. Uh, You'll hear more about her story, but leading up to it, all I knew about her was that when it comes to her faith, she is unashamed of it. And that is a true statement. In, In our conversations, she just lives out that gospel and and strives to grow and increase in faith. And so with that, let's get started. Everybody, it's Bailey Ireland. Hey, Bailey, thanks for sitting down with us today and hanging out and coming over and doing a show. Yeah, I'm excited. So, um... I got your name from Sky Allison, mm-hmm. and Sky has it's called Eye Outreach. Yeah, right? um, and you're doing some work with him. Yes, yeah, I'm an intern for Sky. He called me up um, probably about two months ago, and just told me about his company. Told me that he um, is doing a lot of good things for God's kingdom, and I was like, yeah, I want to get involved. So um, basically, what I do, I mean kind of do all the brunt work, you know, phone calls and stuff like that. But um, a lot of it is just kind of making it easier for people to share the gospel and making it so um, you're not like watering down the gospel by any means, but just making it easy for people to understand and making it easy for people to get a hold of it and talk to people. See, I didn't know much about it until we kind of started talking about you and maybe mm-hmm. trying to do some stuff together. And I went to their website and it seemed like, I like the idea that it's mm-hmm. not watered down, but yeah. it's, it's easily accessible, right? Yeah. You guys are trying to do some electronic stuff mm-hmm. and, and just be able to yeah. make outreach easier. Yeah, we have like little cards that we give to people if we like meet someone that we're like, hey, like you want to look at our website, take a quick look. And it links everybody to a video, different kinds of videos, depends on what kind of card you give out, whatever. You can also just go to the website and look at it. Just different videos that talk about all sorts of different things. There's some that's for a non-Christian audience. There's some that's for people that are already saved. And then there's some that for even like a Muslim audience, there's all sorts of things. And like, wow. yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of stuff to do with that. I mean, it can, can, you know, it can reach so many people. So it's pretty, Mm -hmm. it's pretty neat. One of the things that he told me, you know, I, I said, well, tell me a little bit about Bailey. <laughs> and he said, she's unashamed of the gospel. <laughs> and so I guess being unashamed, it, it must mean that you're fairly strong in your faith. Yeah. Um, I am someone who, I don't have one of the cool God stories, I guess you could say, where you go to a church retreat and you're saved. Like, I grew up in the church. I've just kind of always believed. I was blessed enough to have a really awesome family that led me down that path and just be surrounded by really awesome peers that have kind of kept me on track. And um, I guess along with that, like, just being unashamed of it, I get into um, a lot of arguments. (laughs) I, not necessarily arguments, but there are definitely people who try to, like, distract you and people who will disagree with you and try to fight you about things and you know I think back in I remember early in my faith walk um Mm -hmm. I wasn't raised in faith you know I can't as an adult I kind of came into my faith (laughs) a little bit and um I was sitting with a group and there was probably five or six people hanging around around this table we're eating lunch and, you know, I'm kind of new to my faith. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling on fire about it. You know what I mean? Like when you get those people yeah. are new and they're all fired up oh, and life's yeah, going to exactly. be different. But I'm sitting around this table and all of the other five, six people are talking about people of faith, Christians mm-hmm. in particular. And they're saying, hey, you know, it's a bunch of sheep. I can't believe people believe yeah. this, you know, and 
I mean, this went on for a considerable yeah. amount of time, and I just kind of hung my head, and I didn't engage that conversation at yeah. all. And I felt bad about that for a really long time. Yeah, and I don't think there's necessarily any reason to feel bad about that. I feel like a lot of people get into situations like that, and it's hard to, especially as a new Christian, to kind of like stand up for your faith. And I mean, like I have a difficulty with it sometimes, but I feel like I, so the way, area that I really struggle in is being able to be gentle about it, being able to, if you tell someone about the gospel and you really share that with them, and it's kind of hard to do that, it's kind of hard to open up and um, really be vulnerable with somebody um, in a way that it's just kind of, you know, it's scary. And then if they reject that, I, I almost get like, you know, you get irritated. <laughs> and yeah. that's like, I go the opposite direction where I'll feel bad because I maybe overstep a boundary or like, so that's something that I'm working on is just kind of being more gentle and kind about it then. Yeah, you know, and I know in my case in particular, I remember, like I felt bad about it and I, I reflect on it and I was not equipped to have that conversation. Yeah. You know, I didn't have, I, all of the things that I had were in my heart. I didn't yeah. know how to really speak it out. And yeah. I know after I pondered it for a while, one of the things that I said was I will never stand and just, it doesn't mean that I have to convert everybody sitting at the table. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I have to be mad or mean about it. It just means that I have to let you know, hey, you're sitting at a table with a Christian. Yeah. You know, like, just like here's, here's where I stand on this. And I think I live a fairly open life, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yeah. you know, I tell people things that most people just would hide, yeah. you know? So I think that me being able to share my journey is a great way to mm -hmm. minister to them. Yeah, you know, I agree. They've known me for a long time and maybe they didn't know me about that. And, yeah. You know, and I think now, living a little bit more in my faith, having that time, I think if you've known me for years and you mm -hmm. don't know that I'm a person of faith, I'm doing something yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I have a little different look on it now. Mm -hmm. But um, So you said that you were brought up in, in mm -hmm. faith. So and what's your background? I mean, are you, you're in college now. Yep. But where did, you, where did you come from? Where did you grow up and different things like that? Yeah, um, I grew up, I mean, around... The Des Moines area. I've always lived in Ankeny. Um, it's just me, my mom, my dad. Don't have any siblings. Um, my parents got saved together. I think a couple years, probably into their marriage, and um, before they had me, they just started taking a couple like how to raise a Christian baby, like classes like that, basically. <laughs> so they were equipped. They knew how to deal with me. Um, so I guess it. I have an advantage being an only child. I think because. I got all of their energy and everything focused on me. And um, they paid a lot of attention to me, making sure that I didn't, you know, slip up too much, like stuff like that. My parents are my best friends, so it's really cool to be able to um, just share everything with them. And if I have problems, if I'm struggling, just be able to come to them. They're really awesome. That is neat. And yeah. so, so I was kind of been your home forever. Mm -hmm. You're at you and I. I am, yeah. For college right now, right? Yes. So. How is that? I mean, that's one of the things I always love talking <laughs> talking to college yeah. kids because you know I was so into that area for a while, mm -hmm. and college is a there's a lot of turmoil that yeah, can happen to people. Oh yeah, I've definitely heard a lot of stories about people going and just their lives getting completely turned upside down, and I think that I guess the fastest and easiest way to kind of stay away from that is to get involved with the church family immediately. And I think that's something that is really important to do is to surround yourself with people who are other believers and that are equally yoked with you. And just that way, like, they keep you on the right path. And so that's something that I did. I went to you and I. Um, I church hopped for a little bit. I didn't really know where to go. My friend Hezekiah Applegate. Well, he Hezekiah's been on the show. Oh, well, he's awesome. I like so. him. He's really great. Um, yeah, because I'm friends with him. I'm friends with Doug. His father. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, he was kind of, Doug was kind of my mentor and when I went to Junkyard. And I did a lot of cool stuff with him. But, yeah, H kind of told me about Salt Company and said, you know, like, because he's in FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes now, yeah. um, but said, you know, I'll go to the kickoff with you. And I was like, mm, like, okay, I'm kind of nervous because I've heard 
Like I've heard good things about Salt Company, I've heard bad things about Salt Company. So I went and I like fell in love with it immediately. It was so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know being, you and I, I don't know much about campus mm -hmm. up there, but I know that the ones on the Iowa State campus mm -hmm. up in Ames, you know, they have a huge yeah. footprint there. I mm -hmm. mean, and it seems like if you talk to a, a Christian college student, they either go to SALT, yeah. used to go to SALT, yeah. or <laughs> wish they could be at SALT. Everybody's involved in SALT, so. I feel like. They have a really awesome like, thing going on. They are really doing a lot of good stuff around the campus. They just planted it in a new church somewhere. I can't remember where. I think Penn State. Okay. Yeah, and it's really growing, I think. It's doing really well. That's so. amazing. Yeah. And so, so you've gotten involved up there. Um, one of the things that, so you say you don't have like this great conversion story. You've always been Christian. Yep. You, you've always kind yeah. of walked that path. I think that the, one of the differences I see in a lot of people is the, that personal relationship. Mm -hmm. can, you, can you look back and say, hey, this is, this is where my Jesus became less of a story and more mm -hmm. of a real Definitely. person involved in my life? Yeah. Um, I feel like all through high school, I, I did a lot of leadership stuff and I was, I was really prideful because I was like, oh, look at all the good stuff that I'm doing. Look at all these people that I'm bringing to church. Look at all of these good things that I'm involved in. Like, um, I was an intern at Junkyard. I did all sorts of stuff. Like, I led a women's group. I did all sorts of stuff and I feel like it was kind of, like, I did definitely have a relationship with Jesus, but I feel like it was all kind of just for show almost, like I was so prideful that I feel like it wasn't actually a relationship, it was kind of really superficial and almost one-sided where he's like, hey, come hang out with me. And I'm like, well, I have other things to do. Like, I'm, I'm busy yeah, serving you. I'm talk. busy, like we can't talk because I'm busy doing this for you. <laughs> like, which doesn't make sense when you think about it. But um, when I went to college, I guess he kind of just knocked me off my pedestal. I went to, Salt one night, and it was just, you know, I'd been going to Salt for a couple weeks, but um, there was just one specific night that he just really spoke to me and was like, you know, like, you're mine, like, you belong to me, and I want you to do, like, great things for my kingdom, and I cried. <laughs> and was like, all right, like, whatever you need, like, I'll do it, and I started to focus more on, like, being more intentional with my time, waking up earlier and reading my Bible and journaling, trying to do devotions and stuff instead of just like saying, yeah, I'm a Christian and actually like actively trying to have a relationship with God. I feel like there's a really big difference from high school to college. I feel like I really matured in my relationship with him. Now, how did that affect the relationship with the people around you as well? Oh, a lot of things changed. <laughs> um, the boy that I was dating at the time that was kind of what was the little like catalyst thing was I felt like God was really telling me, okay, this is a cool story. All so, right, let's hear on. it, let's okay, hear it. So, I was dating this boy and I felt like God was telling me over and over, like, you need to break up with him. Like, he's not good for you, you need to break up with him. And I was like, whatever, like, he's fine. <laughs> he goes to church, he's okay, he's a good guy. And he's so attractive. He's so great. Like, I, I think he's awesome. And my parents were like, no, like, you need to get rid of him. And so they were obviously, like, seeing something that I wasn't seeing. And God was really telling me, like, you need to break up with him. And so I kind of got to the point, our relationship deteriorated. And I, I got to the point where I wasn't happy anymore. And I was like, okay, I need to break up with him. But something about me is that I'm, like, a super people pleaser. <laughs> and I hate disappointing people. I hate letting people down. I, I hate when people are mad at me. And so I had never really gone through a breakup like that before. The only other breakup that I had was like a mutual one where we were like, yeah, this isn't working. And so, and he didn't see it coming. So I was like, oh my gosh, like this is gonna be the worst day of my life. Everything's gonna fall apart. And so I was kind of like, gearing myself to, self up to do it. I was like, okay, I'll do it like a month from now. Like, I will do it on my own time. Like, I'll do it eventually. So in my dorm, I had this clock hanging on my wall. It's one of those like clocks that you just pop in the batteries and turn it on and it picks it's the time zone. It sets, sets itself. itself and you don't do anything. It's digital. It tells you everything. It's a really nice clock. I really like it. But I woke up in the morning and it was seven hours and three minutes off. And I was like, well, that's weird. And I was like, the batteries must be dying. Like, it's not yeah. a big deal. 
Didn't think anything of it, went to class, whatever. Came back, my friend Anna came over and was like, dude, what's wrong with your clock? Like, and I was like, oh, it's seven hours and three minutes off. Like, I don't know what's wrong with it. And she was like, well, that's kind of weird because like seven and three are like the big numbers in the Bible. And before she noticed that the clock was off, we were actually talking about my breakup, like saying, like, you need to get it done. And I was like, whatever, I'll do it. Um, and so after she said, like, those are the big numbers in the Bible, we kind of just grabbed my Bible and started flipping through. We started in Genesis chapter seven, verse three, and just kind of flipped through. Got to Second Samuel, I think, and my clock, which is command stripped like to my wall, like just like fell off. <laughs> and I got scared because I was like, oh my gosh, like how did that happen? I have no idea how that happened. And Second Samuel chapter seven, verse three says, whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it for the Lord your God is with you. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm really gonna do it right now. <laughs> so I like had to call him and be like, listen, this is what happened, this isn't working. And so we broke up and that ended that relationship. And that was kind of a cool God thing that happened. I feel like God speaks to me in really like loud ways because I have a thick skull and I won't hear him if he doesn't yell at me. That's, <laughs> so. funny. That's funny, that's the same way, uh, that's the same way it has to work for me too. Because, yep. you know, it's last week, um, I don't know, Jason Keynes from Johnston. I don't know if you know who he is or not. He runs around with some of the people mm -hmm. who used to go to Junkyard. And yeah. He, he was on the show, um, uh, it'll be a couple weeks ago now, but uh, you know, we, we spent a whole long time discussing how some people just hear this little whisper <laughs> and they're like, oh, God is speaking to me. And yeah. We have to get clever. Oh my gosh, no, like I can't, I don't have a story where God has just been like, hey, you need to do this, just like a gentle nudge. Like he's always hitting me over the head with stuff because I won't hear it otherwise. I'm <laughs> always going. Yeah, and so I think that that's, that's neat. And so the breakup happened, everything was good. Everything was good. Um, well, not everything was Sentiment. good. Did you send it them was, in tears? It was, yeah, it was bad and it was, it was not a pretty thing, but it was a good thing. So yeah. <laughs> um, it was good in the long run. That happened, I lost a lot of, people that I was like friends with in high school. And that kind of happened one by one. And I realized that something that God is really working on me with is um, confrontation. Yeah. So before that whole breakup thing happened, I actually moved in to college with a friend of, a really close friend of mine. And that ended up not working out and I ended up having to move out. And like, that was my best friend. And that was really, really difficult. And just the whole confrontation thing just kind of, fighting. I'm, I'm always the person to avoid an argument. I'll do anything to just avoid conflict. <laughs> and so um, I feel like trial after trial, God was like, okay, like, do you see that you get good results <laughs> when you just deal with things head on? And I'm like, well, I'm just going to beat around the bush because I don't want anybody to get hurt. Yeah. And that's something that he's really worked on me with. Um, a lot of friends of mine are no longer, like from high school are no longer my friends because I am becoming more confrontational. <laughs> I'm working on that. And I feel like a lot of people, after you let them walk on you for such a long time and you finally start standing up for yourself, I feel like they don't like that. So. Yeah, you know, and that's what I was gonna tell you too, is, you know, being a people pleaser, a lot of times you do get walked on, right? Mm -hmm. And those people sometimes that, that wanna surround themselves because it makes them feel good mm -hmm. or they can use you for their means, yeah. when you're no longer, useful yeah they don't have that use for you exactly and, and i feel i've definitely found that that's happened to me quite a few times where yeah. it just didn't work out but i have f found a lot of really awesome friends a lot of really good people at salt company and so it's definitely my life's changed for the better i'd say well and i think it's interesting too that you know you say my parents are my best friends you mm -hmm. know earlier when we started and uh you know i hope I hope someday that my kids, when they're old enough yeah. and they're high school, <laughs> college, and I know there's gonna be that short yeah. time in there where they hate me. You know, I think every kid yep. struggles with their parents, you know, in, in, in that teenage years, but I really hope when they finally grow up, they'll say, you know, my dad's my best friend. Yeah. You know, because I think, <laughs> I think every parent, that's, that's our goal. You know, yeah. that's the, what we want. We want our kids to, to love and listen and do those yeah. things. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, they get mad at me all the time. I, I do stuff wrong all the time. That's their job. <laughs> we, always, we always are fighting, but um, 
I mean, at the end of the day, they are the ones that really just keep me in line and I can always count on them, so. So how is, I mean, has your faith walk kind of progressed with them? I mean. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I feel like as I am continuing to grow in Christ, um, and as I grew up, even like going from being in high school to being in college, which actually even just like one year in college, you have a lot of maturing that you do. <laughs> so I'm sure you know that. It's just, there's a lot of maturing. And so like coming home and being able to see the difference in the conversations that I have with them um, regarding God versus the ones that I used to have, they're a lot deeper. And I feel like I can relate to them on a more adult level than I used to. And I feel like now that my relationship with God is less superficial, I feel like I have a lot more to say and a lot more to talk about. And yeah, and probably a lot more to offer mm-hmm. too, you know, where, where now it's this two-way street, yep. you know, because I laugh, you know, we, we, our kids are involved, you know, they're, yeah. they're young, young, but, oh, yeah. you know, they're, they're involved in Sunday schools oh, and, so you know, we go to, you know, we have VBS in summer and all yeah. those things. And it was funny yesterday I was driving uh, with my four-year-old Yeah. and he'll just out of the blue start talking about faith oh, and it's, I love that it's hilarious faith. sometimes I love it. because he's like, he's like, dad, I want to tell you something. And I'm like, well, what do you want to tell me? And he's like, well, so I know something. I'm like, well, what do you know? And he's like, I just, I'm in God's army. And I'm like, what? He's like, I'm in God's army and we fight darkness. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, buddy, where did you hear this? That is so cute. And and so I just, you know, he's telling me this story. And I love just sitting there and being like, what else do you know about Jesus? Yeah. And he'll just start telling you all of these things. I love that. I feel like, Childlike faith is mentioned in the Bible like a few times, and I feel like that's a real life thing. I feel like kids have this amazing connection with God. And um, I worked at in uh, Prairie Ridge with the kids a couple times, and just I just remember this little girl. We were getting ready to watch a movie, and she was sitting in the corner by herself, and I thought that she was like sick or something, and I went over, and I said, are you okay? And she said, shh, I'm praying. And I was like, oh, okay, like, you go ahead and do, do your thing. Like, yeah. They just are so funny and they are so open about everything. And if they hear something from God, if God speaks to them, which I feel like he speaks to kids so clearly, they are not afraid to tell you. And I feel like that's kind of going back to like being unashamed. I feel like that's, they're almost leading by example. I feel like we need to be more like kids in the way that if a kid on the playground, I know that when I was little, if someone said to me, like, God isn't real, I would probably would have, like, thro- like fought them. <laughs> like, like, I'm scrappy. Like, I'm, I was a little kid, but I could probably do it. <laughs> but, That's funny. Um, I just feel like just kind of going in with the same boldness that, like, a four- or five-year-old has is really important when sharing your faith. Yeah, you know, and it's so neat just to... I couldn't, I, would, I couldn't imagine what my faith would be like if I had a foundation that started at such a young mm-hmm. age, you know, because I know since I've been in faith as an adult, I know that my life has been different. Yeah. And if I could have that difference, I mean, difference doesn't always mean easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean, you know, wealth comes because I'm Christian or health or, (laughs) you know, all of these, all of these good blessings that we could have. But I think I have a better rationale on sometimes why the negative things happen. Mm -hmm. I can, I can calm myself down and come to terms with things that I don't want. Mm -hmm. And then also see the blessings that I have as blessings and not just some coincidence that fell out of the sky. I'm so glad that this happened. What a coincidence. I'm such a good person. (laughs) No, I think that that's, yeah, especially like kind of going back to the trials thing. When something bad happens, I've definitely found that it's a lot easier having my background of faith to deal with things like that. Something that I've definitely learned. Five years ago, my mom had breast cancer. And that was really like earth shattering because, you know, like I said, my mom's my best friend. And um, something that I didn't do so well when that happened was... I actually, instead of turning to God, I turned away from God because I was angry. I was really mad at him. I was like, how could you do this? I thought he was going to like take away my best friend. I was so worried and just filled with anxiety. And I felt like there was no way that that could ever be fixed. But I actually ended up going 
to a summer camp later on, which, I mean, it just, just sounds like so, you know, it's a summer camp. I wasn't looking forward to it. I, so the, you would have been like a freshman or sophomore in high school? Yep, yep. Okay. Went to this summer camp, and the last day we had this lesson about, we walked in and they gave us all bracelets, and the bracelet had a little black bead on it, and I was like, what is going on? This is so weird. And he talked about how you need to give all of your junk to God and like how much he loves you and how when you give everything over to him, like you're cleansed and your heart is made completely like white as snow and all that stuff. And that really kind of spoke to me and with everything that was going on with my mom. And they actually had this guy come out like dressed as Jesus. And that's when I got weirded out because you know, that's weird. <laughs> um, then he brought around this bag of dirt and we all took a handful of dirt and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so symbolic. And we went up and we just kind of said like what we were angry about or what we were holding on to and what we were struggling with. You know, I went up there and was like, my mom has cancer. <laughs> like, I'm not okay with this. And I, just, I was really angry. I was really mad at God and just kind of like symbolically having that thing, like to, I threw dirt at this guy, which in itself is really weird and I felt kind of bad about it, you know, because we're getting this guy really dirty. But it was kind of, it was really, really relieving to give that over and then go over to somebody and I just sobbed and had this woman pray over me and say like, you know, it's gonna be okay. Like, it's gonna be fine. Whatever God has in store, he has in store. And just kind of giving my trust back to God and being like, you know, you are in control. Um, and then they switched out the little black bead for a little white bead. And <laughs> that was supposed to be like your cleansed and purified heart. And I left, I definitely left camp feeling closer to God and feeling like everything was like going to be okay. And everything was okay and she's okay. So <laughs> that's good. And I think that glad that everything did turn out okay. Yeah. But it sounds like that you made that progress to where if things would not have been okay, you still would have understood yep. that God is in control. And that's definitely something that I've gotten better at is trusting that he knows best and that I do not know anything. <laughs> so, so now with your internship and with, you know, kind of being somebody who is not scared to approach people about the gospel, how has that worked in your college life? Um, like, are you able to go out there and make disciples and go out there and, and share your faith openly quite yeah, often? Yeah, it's um, at the beginning of, I actually think it was second semester, maybe it's first semester, I can't remember. I took a class and it was called Theology of the Gospel and it was all about equipping you to share the gospel. Just, we read through Romans, we learned about Romans Road and all that stuff and just kind of taught us a way to share the gospel and something that was cool is we did a challenge at the end of each class and it was like share the gospel in under five minutes and because sometimes it's all the time that you have and something that they talked about was that you're you being comfortable is not as important as someone's salvation it's more important to have someone be saved and have you be uncomfortable for 10-15 minutes while you're sharing your story or sharing the gospel telling them about God and if they reject it, that's okay, but at least you shared it with them and you planted that seed. It's not your job to save people. It's your job to, you know, tell people about Jesus and hope that maybe one day they'll figure it out. But that definitely equipped me with more, like, I guess, I don't want to say like Bible verses and stuff like that, but it definitely gave me more of a background to be able to go and talk to people and share gave you that, that knowledge. People. Yeah, the knowledge. And that's helped me a lot with my internship, you know, giving phone calls to people and I have a long list of people that I call and talk to. <laughs> and, That's neat though. Yeah, and then just meeting people in person and it always is uncomfortable, you know, a little at first. Usually people either completely reject it and are like, you're crazy, leave me alone. <laughs> or they are really, you know, accepting and open to it. And so either way, whatever way people take it, it's important to get out there and share it. Yeah. You know, I think it's funny because you know, you talk about that uncomfortable mm -hmm. approach. And like at, at my house, we have Jehovah Witnesses <laughs> oh and, and Mormons that come oh, around yeah. on a regular basis, yeah. right? And I understand why they are there. You know, we have served as missionaries. We have done those things. I understand that it's probably not 
they're probably just as uncomfortable yeah. as I am when I do that as well. And so I'm always super friendly, super nice to them. And my wife refers to my house as the training ground. <laughs> because you know what? I will engage with them. Yeah. And I want to sit there and let's talk about the Bible. And let's talk about Jesus. And let's talk about his love. And let's mm -hmm. talk about, you know, these things. And, and what I did was I built that relationship yeah. so that now we can discuss our differences. Exactly. And now let's talk about it and let's see where this goes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I get discouraged at times because, yep. you know, they always want me to go to their church. Yeah. And I'm always like, <laughs> my goal is to get you to come to my church. Yeah. And not because <laughs> my church is the best or my church is that, but I think that maybe a more traditional Christian faith mm -hmm. may serve them well. Yeah. Right? And so it doesn't necessarily have to be my church, but... But just somewhere just, where Just it's... somewhere that, that is a little bit different because yeah. I feel that I can walk into a Reformed church, a mm -hmm. Baptist church, a Lutheran church. I can walk into many of these denominations and I'm comfortable. Knowing that they're sharing the right thing. Yeah, you know what? And, and it doesn't have to be... Sure, there are differences. Yep. But you know what? The main foundation exactly. is there. We have far more alike than we do different. Mm -hmm. And let's celebrate those things that we yeah. have that are the same. Exactly. And I feel like it's just crazy to me that um, the the Mormons and the people from Jehovah's Witness, like they're really out there going door to door. And they're meeting people and they're telling people about their faith and they're going from country to country. And there are definitely Christians that do that, but I feel like there aren't as many as there should be. And um, a story that we had at church a couple Sundays ago was um, people in Africa, in this area of Africa, who are Muslim, by the age of 16, have the entire Quran memorized. Yeah. And they don't have it memorized in their language. They have it memorized in Arabic. In Arabic, yeah. They do not speak. <laughs> and that's crazy. And something that he said that really kind of convicted me was if they're so passionate about a God that doesn't exist, what does that say about us and our faith? Because yeah. we're not, I feel like we aren't doing enough going out and preaching. And I feel like something that's really important to remember is that we don't necessarily have to go to Haiti or India to share the word of God. You can share it with your next door neighbor. You can share it with someone that you meet on the street. You can share it with the homeless person that you see on the corner. I mean, there are opportunities everywhere at home and I feel like people are overlooking that because they're so focused on international yeah you know and it's it's interesting to me because I was very stern about that there's mm -hmm. so much work to do in America in our town in our state in our mm -hmm. country let's do missions here yeah and then I went on an international trip mm -hmm. and I seen just how oh, much yeah. I could serve and how much I could do. Where did you go? Um, we used, me and my wife used to um, lead the Honduras mission trips. Oh, that's awesome! And actually, at the junkyard at the at the youth group, mm -hmm. I took a whole group of youth. The church let me. Yeah. The church <laughs> let me take uh, eighteen yeah. kids. I think the oldest was nineteen. Mm -hmm. The youngest was sixteen, seventeen. Yep. And you know, it was scary because it is scary. Well. It wasn't scary because of where we were going. Yeah. I knew what would happen there. Yeah. I'd been there enough times. What was scary was the part of the thing about traveling with minors yep. is their parents have to sign over <laughs> rights to you so that you can You're make like medical decisions. Of everybody. <laughs> yeah. And so now I, I think at that time I maybe had, I might have had both kids, but they were young. Yeah. And you never really so contemplate. So you turn into like super dad when you get over there. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, I have a line of like five kids with me. We're trying to Someone's get through customs. Like, yeah. You know, and then they're like, I'm like, they're all mine. And they're like looking at me like, these kids are half your age. And I'm like, I don't think they're all yours. <laughs> but they're with me. They're with me. So Yeah, we um, at Candeo focus really a lot on Vietnam and so okay. we send a lot of people over there we just sent a bunch of people over there at the beginning of the summer um, and actually one of the girls that we know is staying there for two years wow. and she's 19 and is staying there and I think that's really awesome that it's impacted her that much and that she's gone and I would love to go somewhere internationally I'd really like to go somewhere in India I think but I guess it just depends on where God calls me well, you know and the thing is is 
it's, it's exactly where does God call you? You know, and it goes to that idea that we all have different abilities to serve, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, they always, I know one of the things they would always tell me was, you know, well, the, the financial side of it was sometimes hard for mm -hmm. us because we would have to raise money for whatever project we were working on. And asking for money isn't mm -hmm. the easiest thing. Yeah. And, you know, but, you know, they would always say, well, that's how some people choose to serve. And it really became a good thing for me because, you know, I would say, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to build this. We're going to go here. We're going to feed these people. What would you like to spend your money on? Yeah. Because there was always somebody, you know what, if you want to, if your heart is in feeding people, yeah. here's a hundred dollars, feed as many people as you can. Mm -hmm. Perfect. You know, and we try to follow up with them when we got home and say, here, here's what we did. Here's some pictures. Thank you so much. Yeah. You know, and it, it always worked out. It never, it never not worked out. Yeah. And so I think that there's, everybody's got that place that they can serve and that God leads them to. And if it's here, it's abroad, it's at financially, mm -hmm. it, even, even for people who don't have those resources, pray for us. Yeah, there's you know, always something that can be done. There's always something. But, yeah. you know, that idea of, of doing more in America, I really think that, I think that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, because I, I see that a lot, a lot of times when you live your faith openly, it opens us up for persecution. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't want to, it's easy to fire back at a Christian. Yep. And we have to be okay with that. You mm -hmm. know, I, I think... You know, you look at the somebody else of a different belief who's going door to door. How many times do they get that door slammed in their face before they get yeah. somebody like me who <laughs> I'll sit there and tell you, tell me you have to go. Yeah. So, you know, I think that we just have to be okay with that. And we have to be okay with people not being happy yep. with what we're doing. Yeah. And I think that if we're doing it in not, a, again, not a watered down way, but in a kind way and just like... And a way that makes it seem like you're open for discussion, you're never gonna like, I mean like, yeah, you're gonna be persecuted. The Bible says we're gonna be persecuted. Something that I feel like is really negative surrounding the word Christian is that a lot of times people who are non-believers, when they hear the word Christian, they think of like Westboro Baptist Church yeah. where people are picketing and people are showing these giant signs that say like, if you're gay, God hates you. If you are yeah. doing all these bad things, God hates you. And I feel like that's not, I mean, that's as big of a sin as it is to do other, yeah. like, the other things, you know? And I feel like it's really important to tell people that that's not how Christians should be. That's not how we should act. That's not how, in my opinion, real Christians act. And, and I agree 110%, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, the gospel is grace, love, mm -hmm. compassion, kindness, you know, selflessness. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not hate yeah. and, you know, these things that people, you know, places like Westboro yeah. teach, and you know. And if, yeah, if people look into church capital, Big C, and they see chaos and hate and all that stuff, they're going to think that we serve a chaotic and hateful God. And that's not the case. We serve a really loving and a really caring God who created everybody and created all of life on earth and he loves everybody equally. And I just feel like people have a hard time getting that through their minds. When I agree. And I think that, um, you know, once, once people feel that, it's hard to deny it, mm -hmm. you know, because there's so few places in life that we can go that you can teach that or feel and accept that love and compassion and kindness. Mm -hmm. And I think even sometimes new people on a Sunday morning don't feel that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. think that I think it's definitely something that we we need to work on. Yeah. And it's definitely and I feel like something that a lot of I mean including me, I feel like a lot of people struggle with being judgmental. I feel like that's a thing that happens a lot, not just with Christians, but with everybody. And I remember a story that I think Doug told at Junkyard one time that was this man walked into a church and it was, you know, one of those churches where everybody dresses up on Sundays and everybody looks super nice and he was dressed like he was homeless and had a, just uncombed hair, unruly hair, long beard, not very nice clothing and everybody, no one talked to him, no one said anything to him. And the head pastor got up and said, uh, before service started, you know, we have a new pastor on board. Can you welcome this guy to the stage? And the guy with the 
unruly hair walks on stage and then he preached about judgment. Said, really? no, no one talked to me. No one said anything to me because you were all judging me by my appearance. And I feel like that's something that needs to be acknowledged and worked on. <laughs> Just yeah. being accepting. Yeah, I think that, I think that, that would go a, a real long way. <laughs> you know, because what's the first thing, whenever you meet somebody who has a pushback against Christianity, what are they, 90% of the time they say, yeah. well, you can't judge me. Or, exactly, you know, and, you know. And I always tell them I don't judge you. You know, you you you, you do you. Yeah, I you know, don't care what and, you do. And honestly, sometimes some of the most the the when you the judgment within a church sometimes is harder upon other Christians. Mm -hmm. You know, if it, you know if you don't fit that mold, sometimes. Yep. Um, you know, and I've I've talked about it on here before, but yeah. um, you know, I always don't fit that mold of that happy-go-lucky. Yeah. Everything's perfect. You know, because I, I want to live that open regular if you want to if you want to do life with me yeah. this is my life and sometimes it's really ugly and if i feel like being real like that and being realistic and open like that is more appealing than the legalistic form of christianity that a lot of especially new christians fall into where um something that i've found a lot around salt company actually um i love salt company so much but there are a lot of new christians who are super on fire for God, but along with that fire comes a really legalistic view of the gospel. Yeah. And along with that can come a lot of judgment and a lot of, well, you're doing this wrong because they're looking at it legalistically. And I feel like if you're not striving to be perfect, because no one can be perfect, it's much easier to talk to people and much easier to relate to people who aren't Christians. Because our goal isn't to reach other Christians, our goal is to reach people who aren't Christian. And yeah. you're gonna reach them by being realistic and being like, this is all of my junk. <laughs> yeah. Kind of back to what we were talking about earlier though, that idea of, of those hateful, hateful groups like Westboro. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm sure that there's other ones that qualify with that that I don't yeah. know about. But, that's such a small percentage. Yeah. You know, I mean, that the Westboro, I, I've seen their building, you know, like a yeah. picture of their building on the internet. It's a tiny little no, place. No, it's not. Like, so what, maybe, <laughs> maybe a hundred people? Yeah, but, maybe. You know, they, they, they don't get, represent no, us. But, you know, they get all of the attention because they're so loud and it's they're sensational. so... Sensational. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, so they're getting all of the, I mean, even in like the media and stuff, everybody focuses on negative groups like that and then it gives all of christianity a negative name and we don't fight back often mm -mm. you know and that's that's the hard part is because i think there's no middle ground people either want to be so accepting and open and and passive about it or they want to go off the deep end yeah. and be <laughs> aggressive and forceful and mean about yeah. it there's, there's very little of that middle ground of of meet you with love actually like we had a lesson about that at church and I have notes and I have a diagram that I will oh, read to you. You're a church note taker. I do. I am a church note taker. Oh, that book is so full too. Look at um, it. This is my new notebook. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we talked about being saved by grace through faith and that Jesus is enough and how on the spectrum of sharing the gospel and being saved, um, on the left side is the distorted gospel of legalism where it's everything is by the book. If you do something wrong, God hates you. And that's kind of where Westboro lands. And they focus on specific sins and just really angry and really like off the deep end is what you said. Um, and then the opposite side on the right side is the diluted gospel of license, which is it's your life. You kind of do what you want. God will forgive you no matter what you do. You know, just love and accept everybody. Which, I mean, yeah, love and accept everybody, but try to live a life that is worthy and live a life that is worth... That represents that rep Christ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the truth is in the middle of those two. And I think that it's more important to be in the middle than it is to be on either side. And I feel like today a lot of people tend to fall to either side. Yeah, I, I agree 110%. I think, that, I think that there's a lot of things that we could do better, but at the end of the day... We serve a God mm -hmm. who takes good care of us. Yes. And, you know, we have to keep trying. And, you know, the more people that I meet, happier that I feel that mm -hmm. 
God really does move within communities. Yeah. So, what are you going to school for? For, I'm like, studying? Yeah, what are you studying? Oh, gosh, I've, I've changed my major so many times. Right now, I'm in marketing. <laughs> I'm hoping that I'll stick with that. I like it a lot. I'm hoping that that'll stick, but... Do you, do you see yourself serving the kingdom in kind of a, a bigger way than the more traditional? I hope so. I feel like I am being groomed by God. I feel like I'm being, like, I guess, pruned a lot, and he's fixing a lot of things in me that will later on be useful to, I mean, they're hard right now, like I mentioned earlier, like the ruining of relationships and the growing up and going to college, all of that stuff has been really difficult, but it's matured me a lot. And I feel like it's going to make me into a person who can be just a speaker for God and someone who isn't, I'm someone who isn't really ashamed to tell people what I believe and to stand up for what I believe in. And I feel like, he is going to use me eventually. I'm just waiting to see where he's going to direct me. Yeah. So. If somebody is a little more reluctant to mm -hmm. share their faith or do those, how do you, how did you find yourself open to that? To someone being... No, no to, to being so able to live mm, unashamed okay, I in see. that. To, to I do that. Saying. Because I meet a lot of people who... Yeah. You know, they kind it's of... It's scary. Yeah, it's you know? scary. It's uncomfortable. People don't like the discomfort that comes along with sharing the gospel, and I guess... How did you get there? I guess what I keep in mind is that, what I said earlier, it's more important to be uncomfortable for mm -hmm. a little bit than it is for to not say anything and have them never hear it, and then have them spend the eternity in hell. So I, was it just a little incremental steps at a time for you? Like was, for me, it was kind of that one big, one big conversation. I guess... Some, someone put an image in my head that was, one day, you're going to be in heaven, and all of you, all of the people that are saved are going to be in heaven with you, and you're all going to be praising God. And how amazing will it be to have someone come up to you and grab you and say, thank you. Thank you for sharing this with me. Like, you were right. Thank you. Yeah. And have someone say, I mean, to, you didn't save a life, God saves lives, but just to be the one that shared the gospel with them and got them to take the steps it takes to become saved and become a child of God. I feel like that in itself is really rewarding. And so it's just kind of, I guess, getting over the initial fear. And when you start talking about it, it's not that bad. <laughs> and it's super easy. Just have a conversation. And You know, I think that once you kind of live it out a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to, when you have a conversation with somebody that you're meeting and you do so many things that involve faith, it's hard to explain yourself to somebody without explaining yeah. that faith is involved in that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've been really fortunate for those, for those friendships that I've had that have allotted me to talk about faith and to, you know, even to people who a lot of me to talk about faith to people who were unsafe. Yeah. You know, I, I remember, you know, I had a guy and he used to, he was an electrician for me. And we were on top of a McDonald's working <laughs> on an air conditioning unit. Yeah. And next thing I know, we were up there for like four hours. Yeah. And we're just, he's not saved, but I'm just telling him, hey, here's what I do and here's why I do it. And, you know, it's, it's kind of odd to have a, employer-employee relationship yeah. like that. But, you know, after a while, you know, the, the people who I work with, they become friends. Yeah. You know, you, you know I look at it as I spend... A, a guy who's working with me during the day, I spend as much time with him, if not more, than I spend with my wife. <laughs> you know, so it's hard not to yeah. have that relationship. Yeah, and so. I feel like a lot of people feel like they need a really cool story to, like a lot of Christians feel like they might need a story to share with people, be like, this is how I got here, this is what happened to me. And that's not the case and that's not what happened with me. I mean, I don't really have a big, huge lightning and thunder Conversion God story. story. Yeah. I just have, I mean, it's my story. I just, um, if you're honest with people and you're up front and you share your struggles with them, I think that's what really gets people to open up is them seeing that just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean that I am perfect. It doesn't mean that I am just this amazing person. It doesn't mean that I'm... 
In fact, no. it means the opposite. It's the it opposite. means that I admit that I'm faulty. Yeah, I, there's yeah. a lot of things wrong with me, but I am so loved and so taken care of, and I feel like it's just really important to share that with people, especially because I see people that are struggling with things like addiction and things like, I have a lot of friends of mine who go out and just, I mean, they party all the time. Been college binge I've, drinking? Yeah, exactly. I have a friend of mine who is, I mean, does every drug in the book. That just, um, And I feel like something that happens is they look at you and they say, your life is so put together. And I'm like, it's not. My life's a mess. Yeah. But the only difference is that I have someone that I'm leaning on, that I'm trusting, and that I'm having guide me. And I feel like they kind of look at that and might envy that in a way. I know that you, you said that you and H know each other up in mm -hmm. school. You knew each other probably before you yep. were in college. From the conversation that I had with him, he seemed to keep his head down, stay away from kids that are doing things <laughs> like the drinking and, and drugs. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, but he's very focused on his football. Yeah. You know, because that's, yeah. that's what H does. That's, that's H is he's... a very good football player, yes. <laughs> you know, but you having associate, you associating with people who maybe are involved in yeah. activities that, that we find destructive. You don't necessarily have to partake in the activities, but being yeah. around the people that partake in the activities, those are the people that need that, need saved, that need it right? the most. I mean, if you hang out around Christians all the time, you're not growing the kingdom anymore. You're just That's an amazing way to look at Christians. it. And so, I mean, God, or Jesus, when he was on earth, hung out with thieves and liars and all of those people. And yeah. so why should we do anything different? I love to hear it. I think it sounds <laughs> neat, you know, but it's one of those things that, you know, if you, if you ask the typical Sunday morning Christian, mm -hmm. they, they're going to stay away from that. And... Yeah. I know that, at least in, in my case, and, and I'd love to hear your idea about mm -hmm. it, but having, I, I've been that bad person, right? I've mm -hmm. been that person who doesn't live a godly life. It allows me to be able to communicate with people who, mm -hmm. are, who are living destructively. Yeah. Um, you know, I can wander to the homeless camps and I don't feel horribly, yeah. you know, I, I take people there and they, they feel horribly uncomfortable. I don't feel uncomfortable. They're just normal people. Yeah. You know, and I think that, you know, you saying, you, you know, you grown up in Iowa, you know, living, living in Iowa and especially Ankeny, yep. you know, it's a nice suburban community. Sheltered. It's very <laughs> sheltered. And so, you know, sometimes the people in our community struggle to yep. outreach to people who don't fit our community. And yeah. I think that it's amazing that you are open to surround yourself with people, realize that that walk is not a walk mm -hmm. that is meant for you, yeah. but you can, you can change it. Yeah. And what ways are you finding yourself ministering to people like that? Honestly, I guess the thing that starts it is just kind of leading by example. You can go and hang out with them and like and establish a relationship with them and hang out with them and go to their parties and do all that stuff. But you don't have to partake in the drinking. You don't have to do all of the drugs. You don't have to hook up with somebody in the bathroom. You don't have to do any of that stuff. And eventually someone's going to notice and is going to say, you know, like, why don't you do those things? And that's just kind of a foot in the door to be like, well, I am a Christian and just kind of start sharing that way. Just it's all, I think it's a lot of it is leading by example. You don't necessarily have to shove it down people's throats and you don't have to avoid it either. I think it's really important not to avoid people who aren't saved and who are really, you know, involved in bad things. I think it's important to insert yourself in their situations that they're in so that way you can show them that there are other things. Having been an addict mm -hmm. and having talked with a lot of Christians who were addicts, alcoholics, mm -hmm. you know, these different things. Yeah. I would say one of the most common things that we talk about is when we talk about why we were like that, mm -hmm. we were searching for something. Yeah. We were hiding from something. Yeah. And, you know, for somebody who is living a, a life that maybe from the outside looks happy, healthy, and, mm -hmm. and everything else, and yet they still love us, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not something that you're used to. Yeah. It's you know not. what I mean? And so I, I think that it's so encouraging that you find yourself in those situations. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that is so easy 
for everybody because I mean the number of kids who grow, go to college, become young adults, and make bad decisions mm -hmm. and have you know you've been in faith your whole life and now you're gone for three months and you, you yeah, know all of a what, sudden you know what, what happened? happened yeah what happened yeah. to you it's and I guess it's it's important to have I have my church friends I have the people that keep me in line and make sure that I'm not straying from the path and you know spending a lot of time daily with God making sure that my heart's in the right place and all that stuff and then going out and being with the people who aren't saved and being with the people who are doing the things that you don't necessarily do, the things that you see on TV, like the partying and stuff. And I think it's important to make sure that your head and your heart are in the right place before you go out and do it, because otherwise you'll be tempted to do it as well. Yeah, and that's, that's something that I tell a lot of people. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because, yeah, you know what? If you've never been exposed to that lifestyle, mm -hmm. if you are not strong in the lifestyle that yeah. you already have, from the outside it might look fun. Yeah. But it's really just changed. When you talk the, to the people individually, trap you, yeah. you find out that they're, and I have a really close friend of mine who comes and talks to me. I mean, and I say we're really close. We only talk every couple months, but <laughs> it's yeah. usually when he needs something. He's a non-believer and he does, I mean, lots and lots of things, lots and lots of sin is in his life. And when he needs someone, it's nice to know that he can come and he always comes and talks to me. He always has a person to come and talk to that'll be like, hey, like, get your life together. <laughs> yeah. And you don't necessarily, if you're talking to someone and they say, you know, I want to be like you, I want to straighten myself out. It is important to be gentle when you're sharing the gospel, I think, but I think it's also important to be honest with them and sometimes they don't like the honesty. Well, I think that, you know, you look at, you look at somebody like that who they reach out to you. Mm -hmm. You know what? Maybe they want that honesty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's scary sometimes, you know, even, even with people that you don't have this mm -hmm. great relationship with, do you want to tell them, ah, you could probably do better than that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, you want and, them to be yeah. appeased, right? And so once you develop that relationship to the point where you can say, you're making a horrible decision. What's yeah. wrong with you? You know. And sometimes they don't like that and they don't talk to you for a long time. Yeah. But eventually, you know, usually what happens is he'll come back and say, you know, you're right. Like, I'm sorry that that. Yeah. You know, and, and I, have, I have a handful of relationships like that where one of the things that I love about them is it seems like when we talk, whether it's been months or a year, Mm -hmm. It's just like we talked last week. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not like this great time has passed. Yeah. That relationship is still in the same place that it was. And why that happens with some people and not with others, I've never been able to put my finger on. I don't know. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because there's some people that I don't talk to for a year and I talk to them and it's awkward and stumbly. Yeah. And then other people call and you're and, like, hey. Hey, you know, and, and you catch up on life and, and mm -hmm. you know, it's just like you been friends forever yeah you know so and that's the best um so what if if you could leave somebody with some positive ideas words what would you what would you leave them with i mean we're, we're coming up on an hour now and i didn't mm -hmm. want to take too much of your time no, i know fine. you had some some time <laughs> set aside for me you're heading off to school yeah. soon and oh, i'm sure you got things to get ready but i guess something that's important i'm just going to reiterate something that i said earlier is that you don't have to try to strive to be perfect. You don't have to do everything to impress other people because that's something that I got caught up in a lot in high school was I was trying to do a lot to better God's kingdom, but I wasn't focusing on God himself. And I feel like it's really important to focus on your relationship with God and then all of the works come after. Yeah. And I think that that's, I think that's an important message. And I think just because it, you prefaced it with when I was in high school, mm -hmm. I think that it's important that we don't minimize that. Mm -hmm. Because as adults, young adults, yeah. you know, we're all, we're all moving there. But as adults, we still put ourselves on that pedestal, mm -hmm. whether it's how much money we make, yep. the cars we drive, the house we're in. Mm -hmm. None of those things really matter. Yeah. And, and yet we find ourselves 
always want newer, better, bigger. Yeah. And it's not it's not positive. No. You know, so just that you, idea, recenter yourself and focus on God. If you're focusing on God and you are really just praying and bettering your relationship with him, he's gonna put you exactly where you need to be. And if you're really focusing on your relationship, you'll trust that and you'll trust that you are doing what God wants you to do and you are having all of the things that God wants you to have and you're with the people that God wants you to be with. And when you believe that, you get an overwhelming sense of peace in your life. Bailey, I love that peace. <laughs> I appreciate it and I just, I'm blown away. You are a amazing young woman. Oh, thank you. You're the best. So, let's shut this thing down. Awesome. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Hey, no problem. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Bailey. I think that it's pretty safe to say that if we all strive to have some of the traits that she shows and that she lives, we could all have a, a little happier, more grace-filled life. So with that, I hope you guys have a wonderful week and be blessed.